Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Sparrow podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Chords community. Uh, we're quite early this week. It's the 2nd of March, only a few days after we recorded the last one, and we are recorded episode 97 of the podcast as we um, very rapidly close in on our centenary. No idea what we're going to do, other than feel really, really old. Anyway, as always, eat, eat cake. cake. Eat cake, yes, indeed. Anyway, as always, joined by Russ and Mike. So I'll start with Russ this week. How are you, Russ? Yeah, I'm good. We were just sort of discussing before we come on air that I'm just sort of catching up at the end of season two of your dearest favourite TV show, Fringe, and uh, thoroughly enjoying it. Very weird, very strange, very crazy. Batshit crazy, in fact, but uh, a lot of fun. So if anyone hasn't checked it out, they probably should do. They definitely should do, otherwise I won't talk to them. There you go. So, Mike, Boom. have you listened to Fringe? Well, listen to what am I talking about? Listen. <laughs> well, you've got to listen to it as well, otherwise it's just a bit weird. You, you will understand it even less if you don't put the sound on. No, you've <laughs> seen it a few times, but just sitting there in the dark, just listening to the dialogue, you know. <laughs> Too, far, a bit too weird. far, man. Too I could far. probably do that, too, actually. Yeah, that's a bit <laughs> obsessive, isn't it? Um, but then I wouldn't get to see Olivia. I never really loved Olivia. She looks much better with the darker hair. Just throw that in there. Oh, spoiler alert. Mike. Yes. Have you watched Fringe yet? Uh, no, I haven't, unfortunately. Why the hell not? Um, I, I, d- I don't know, really. I need to, I suppose. Um, um, I don't know, really, is not a good reason not to be watching it. Anyway, go and watch it uh, when you've finished recording tonight. How are you uh-huh. otherwise? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Went to the football Saturday. Um, we won for a king, um, and that was all right. Yesterday I went out with uh, someone for dinner, and then... Got stranded in Manchester because of the trains, so that wasn't much fun getting home on a Sunday evening last night. Oh, it's a little adventure every day for you, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a Lacuna Corp podcast, so we really ought to talk about Lacuna Corp. Yeah, I, I noticed today, did you see it, that uh, they posted on their Facebook uh, update on available merchandise? Mm, nope. Well, they have. Um, I went on the link and I couldn't work out what they were referring to. Maybe they just got new, like stuff in that they previously had in that was out of stock and now it's back in again i don't know maybe i'm pretty sure i've got everything there is on there which just makes me i guess sad as well um, maybe not uh, the hoodie i don't think we got the hoodie did we oh Any no you're us? right the, the zip up hoodie yeah maybe that's the, the 35 pound zip up hoodie yeah i think i might need to get that bit dear yeah but i need a new hoodie mm. so I, I might be buying that one soon anyway i'll post a link in the show notes uh you've got no excuses Anyway, because there's a link on the front page of Empty Sparrow as well as links on the official Lula Kunikal site to um, their their merchandise site, which is over at Backstreet. Um, lots of different types of things available. You've got T-shirts, you've got wristbands, you've got hoodies. I think they've still got beanie hats over there. They've certainly got um, bags. Uh, what else have they got? Oh, loads of stuff. Stickers, patches, loads of different things, basically. Um, check it out as well as a few different posters as well. So that's an update on the merchandise. Uh, I completely missed this, uh, mostly because my internet died yesterday. But uh, if you were lucky, you would have seen the Roxy Bar TV show, which is an Italian TV show. Lacuna Corp were on there doing a little set, uh, which I think it streamed from about 8 o'clock last night. But I lost my internet connection last night. However, I believe, I think I saw that they're going to repeat it later on this week, or possibly the beginning of next week. Uh, obviously, you won't be live at that point, but um, you can check it out there. I think there's also a couple of videos probably on YouTube by now, um, which you can check out. I think one of the things that makes it a bit different is that Christina joined a few other artists to sing Highway to Hell, of all things. 
but worth checking out anyway and um from what i hear from other people it was quite a quite a fun evening by had by all and certainly if you follow the band on instagram or on facebook you would have seen quite a few different crazy pictures from behind the scenes at uh at the show um lots of smiling faces and uh, uh lots of chilling out so yeah it looked like it was quite a lot of fun did you guys see it i missed it unfortunately oh you were stuck in manchester weren't you yeah yeah <laughs> dear oh dear oh dear <laughs> Oh dear, I'm not quite sure what's worse, losing your internet connection or being stuck in Manchester. On a Sunday night. On a Sunday night in the dark. Um, what about you, Russ? Managed to catch it? Me? No, very much like shiprocked. I missed the boat on that one. Oh dear. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to catch up. Uh, I'll keep you informed as to when it's uh, on again. And we'll have to catch, um, catch up with it, basically. Okay, so this week we have another one of our Lacuna Core death matches, don't we? Indeed. And we're going to need to hand over to Mr. Dyer to moderate this. Yes, thank you very much. I'm right in thinking, Matt, you're reviewing uh, It's Trip in the Darkness for you, is it? I am defending the greatness that is Trip the Darkness. Against Russell with nothing stands in our way. Is that mm. correct? Yes, you can't really argue the song title like that, can you? So, no. So, here you've we got go. got to like Trip the Darkness. Exactly. Yeah, so but nothing wants... stands in our way. Who wants to go maybe, first? But I'm Trip the Darkness. <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Exactly. Well, <sighs> we fear nothing here. We fear nothing. Mm. Mm, yeah, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can so, you can who wants to go first? You decide who goes first, Mike. Okay, um, Matt, why um, is your choice of a good song? Do I really need to argue why Trip the Darkness is a good song? I suppose I do, really, just to keep it in the kind of format of this. Um, Trip the Darkness is a great, great song for a number of reasons. Uh, but the first reason is pretty much the first thing that happens in the song is you get that fantastic pacey intro, completely mandolin. Come on, there aren't that many Lacuna Core songs out there are rocking out to the mandolin. That's a great start to it. Once you've got past that, it then kicks in with the with the lines, what a day, I can barely keep my eyes wide open, which I think is a, something that resonates with a lot of us, to be honest. Uh, you've got that great verse, and then it goes into that fantastic lyric where you follow me when I trip the darkness. And there's something, uh, the, the song has got metal elements, it's got rock elements, the vocal performance with Andrea and Christina working together, his classic Lacuna Coil. Uh, it's got a great bass line. It's some great percussion as well. It's pacey. It's addictive. People love it. I mean, you, if you see it live, you cannot deny that Trip the Darkness is a, it's no doubt going to become a classic Lacuna Core song. And I'm sure we'll still be hearing it in many, many years and quite a few albums time. Um, I won't go into too much detail on the video because that's, that's not really fair on Nothing Stands In Our Way. Uh, but I, I think just Trip the Darkness is a, is a quality song. It just has all the elements that makes Lacuna Core great. And I, I think the, the runaway success is, is the lyrical performance of, uh, of the two vocalists. And 
I think it works really, really well. It's got some solid lyrics. It tells a great story as well. And it has a... That story resonates with all of us, really. Um, I, I like it. I, I, I just love the song. I think the, the Follow Me, Follow Me as a Trip to Darkness one more time. Uh, oh, one final thing is, of course, you've got that um, that bridge towards the end, with that Christina bridge. Um, I see beauty in everything, but the world is still fading away, and then it comes back. Um, seconds, minutes, an hour spill over. Uh, and then she goes, come to me, come to me, come to me. And I am waiting for you. And it, boom, it goes back into it. Great song structure. Really addictive. Real crowd pleaser. Fantastic song. There you go, Trip with Honest. Crikey. Good opening gambit for Matt there. So, um, Russell, why is your choice a good song? Why is my choice a good song? Simple, because nothing stands in our way. It has absolutely everything that Matt's just described. But it goes a step more, because there's more that happens in this song. It begins with that spooky, gothic, dark, industrial intro, that sort of synth. And all of a sudden, you get a certain Andrea come in, screaming fear in your face. And bang, you're off. You've got arguably the heaviest Lacuna Coil riff on record. And literally everything about this song, whether it's the bass, the drums, the guitars, the vocals, the lyrics, every single one is like a knockout punch to the face. It's like getting driven over by a bulldozer, especially when Andrea sort of, you know, shouts and screams out those words in sort of the pre-chorus, you know, lifelong roadblocks. And it just goes on and it's punch after punch after punch. And, you know, anyone who's seen this song live, it's just relentless, pure energy. I'm not saying Trip the Darkness is a bad song. Certainly not. But has it got the energy of Nothing Stands in Our Way? Probably not, because it's just fast, it's in your face, and it's just a knockout blow. So it's as simple as that. Nothing stands in our way. Nothing stands in this song's way. Boom. Boom, indeed. So back to Matt. Why is the other song not a good song? Oh, easy tiger! It is a great song. <laughs> easy, but the thing, the thing about the, the thing about nothing stands in our in our way. Okay, um, and I like what Russ did there. I think that, um, as you said, it, it does everything bigger and bolder and better. I I kind of agree, but I think where actually nothing stands in our way falls down is it actually comes a little bit. It, it's it, it's a bit more repetitive. I find it's one of those songs that. It kind of it go. I'm not I don't think it goes on too long, but in the way that the lyrics build go, develop over time, or actually to put it another way, the way the, the lyrics don't develop over time leads to a sense of repetitiveness. Um, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I like the um, the growling. I think that's a, a great, and I love the way as you say, Russ uh, Andy opens up with the fear. Fantastic. But that lead in the bit that you really like, uh, uh, that kind of. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that bit. And I'll tell you Spooky why. Spooky industrial, man. Spooky industrial. It's, it's like Fear Factory. But it's got roadblocks <laughs> and stock crash in it. I mean, I, I'm sorry. It could I, also have ro- robots in it. Listen to it. It's, it could be a robots. I, the, Killer so robots. Robots would have been better for me. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 for me, the kind of the, 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 the dark gothic kind of industrial nature of it, just some of the bits in that leading just don't stack up to me. High walls. I mean, I get that. I get it's a, it's a metaphor. I get that. Yeah. Um. Nothing stands away. Got that teardrops. Yeah. But stock crash. Mm, feels like mm. I'm stretching a little bit. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is that I. I think it's a good song. I think it's got some great music, but I think that the lyrics aren't quite up there with Trip the Darkness. I think that's what I'm saying. Uh, and I, and I think it also is a little repetitive compared to Trip the Darkness. 
that's why I'm saying it's not quite as good as Triplodanis. But I do agree with you. It's got some great songs, got, got great, great music. And um, I do like the growling in it. There you go. So back to Ross. Why, why is um, the other song not a good song? Well, Trip the Darkness, as we all know, as Matt described, it is a great song, but arguably, why is it not as good as Nothing Stands in Our Way? Simple. It's got no growling. It hasn't got the anger. It hasn't got the aggression. It hasn't got the knockout blow. Yes, it's a great song. It's an amazing song. It's got that mandolin in there. It's got various musical textures. It's got that classic lacuna coil dynamic. But, you know, it's a great live song, but it just sort of lacks a little bit of the energy that Nothing Stands in Our Way has. If you stack the two side by side, you know, you've got pros and cons for each. As Matt says, nothing stands in the way. The lyrics perhaps lay it down a little bit. But Trip to Darkness, great, greater set of lyrics, but, you know, not quite the energy. So uh, it's pretty much an even kill, to be honest with you. Yes, and it sounds pretty neck and neck at the moment. So back to Matt. Why is your song better than the other one? Um, Mandoline. Perfect lyrical performance from Andrea and Christina. It doesn't need growls, really. I mean, I think that Nothing Stands in a Way does need the growls to give it that extra kind of hardness. Triple Dot doesn't need it. It's a classic song. It, what it manages to do in those few minutes that we listen to it is it, it manages to create this dark, emotional atmosphere. Um, and it really, really draws you in. It doesn't never gets repetitive. It's got that absolutely beautiful bridge, that reprise and then return going into the last part of the song. And which nothing stand away just doesn't have. It doesn't have that, that kind of final bit of glue to hold it together in the way that Trip and Darkness does. They are very, very close, almost neck and neck. But I think that dark imagery, which Trip and Darkness immediately draws to mind, is better than the idea of roadblocks and, and stock crashes. <laughs> recession, mate. We're in a recession. You ever been to Romix? It's got high walls. It's got roadblocks. It's Italians <laughs> driving around in a Fiat Panda. You've got to picture it, yeah? Picture it. Industrial gloom, Fiat Pandas, Roman walls. And all of that could be Italian summarized. All of that could be summarized in tripping the darkness. That's all I'm saying. Now, this is the closing argument, so it's Ross to go first, please. Well, simple in defence of nothing stands in the way of a trip to darkness. Everything that I just mentioned, I'm going to also fry in the fact that, you know, it wins out purely because of the heaviness, because of the groove in the bass, the guitars that I mentioned with the distortion, but also in a live setting or any kind of set, you could stick nothing stands in our way right at the top of the encore. I don't think you can necessarily do that with Trip the Darkness. I think it's more sort of a, an out-and-out out opening song, but nothing stands in a way. You can fry it at the beginning of Encore 1, beginning of Encore 2, even if you go to a third one, because it's always going to bring the crowd right up because of that heaviness and the fact that when it starts, you get that intro, and then, as Matt mentioned, you just get that, and you can't stop that growl. You cannot stop that heaviness. So that's why it wins. And over to Matt for your closing arguments. Not bad, Russ. I see what you did there. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. But you cannot tell me that you have not enjoyed that mandolin playing and seeing Christina and Andrea stomping back onto the stage and then the bass kicking in and then boom, they're going into Trip of Darkness. You cannot tell me that does, doesn't kind of raise the hairs on the back of your neck when you see that. It's a brilliant number live, arguably better live than on the album. And I think that's something that actually 
nothing stands in a way doesn't have going for it. For me, nothing stands in their way. The gap between the the, the performance on the album and the, and the performance live is bigger than the gap between Trip the Darkness live and on the album. And that's because on the album it is cleaner. It's a, it just works so well. And when you put in the mandolin, which I said before, you put in that bridge, you put in that that great return. It just the whole thing just comes together so very well. Now, if it had had growling, would it have been a better song? Hmm, it's a tricky one to answer. I actually don't think it needs the growling. There you go. So my what? argument is what? that I don't think the trip to darkness needs the growling to make it a great song. And I think nothing stands in our way needs the grounding to make it a great song. That's Boom. my argument. So, everybody, that's it. Um, I guess we'll run a poll on Empty Spiral. We will indeed, yep. To see what everyone else thinks. Um, I think that's clo- a close contest between the pair of you. Um, I don't know um, who is the winner there, and we'll see what everyone else thinks with the poll. That brings us on to our review this week. Uh, we're pretty much right at the end of Dark, Dark Adrenaline now, with the second of the two songs that appeared only on the special editions of the album. Uh, we talked about Dark Adrenaline, the song, last week, and this week we are talking about the song Soul Inmate. So, Russ, I believe it's your turn to go first. Do you want to take us through it and give us your thoughts on Soul Inmate, please? Indeed. Soul Inmate is somewhat of a, a bizarre song. Um, it's a different song, but I think it blends in very well with the the themes and the style of Dark Adrenaline as a whole, more the earlier part of the album, like um, Intoxicated and, and Idbit. Obviously, it begins with that wailing Christina vocal, um, and it just sort of builds. You've got the guitars and the bass kicking, and it's sort of sort of similar to the army inside in terms of the, the propulsion of the song. Um, lyrically, there's different themes going on that sort of su- summarise back to the concept of Dark Adrenaline and, and what is mentioned in the in the other songs but to me i would actually have this on the album it's not necessarily my favorite song from the dark adrenaline era far from it but i think in listening to this in context with the rest of the album to me i would have this in place of fire personal preference i'd drop fire and i think solid mate would fit perfect in that spot of the album um, it's just got that extra additional energy for me it's a little bit longer and if we were sort of coming on to in a bit later i would take off fire put this in its place and perhaps have the actual song dark adrenaline to, to open it and then to trip the darkness. So to me, this is just a, you know, not as strong a song as some of the, the others on dark adrenaline, but it sort of certainly fits in well with that period. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about you, Mike? What do you think of uh and me? Well, I have a confession um, that I've just admitted to you and out the bag that it's, this is the only song that I don't own by Lacuna Coil. And um, I don't know why that is. Um, listening to it just um, a few times today, as um, Russ has mentioned that opening, it's got like the Eastern charm of You Create, perhaps, and, and reminds me a bit like Karma Code, kind of. There's something that doesn't sit well with me with this song. As, as great as it is lyrically, 
the music for me is just a bit too pedestrian and doesn't really, in in my mind, it doesn't really go together with everything else. Um, that might be because I'm not very familiar with it as a song, but the the delivery from Christina and Andrea is very good. It's just for me, it doesn't really do it for me at all. Wow. Sorry, I, I switched off as soon as you said you didn't have the song. I'm trying yes. to work. I'm trying to work out how many versions of Dark Adrenaline you must have and still not have a copy of this. I know it's it's quite surprising, really. Is it not it in does... the um, in the box set? I'm not sure. No, no. As no. far as I'm aware, you could only get this on. Um, I've only got it on MP3. Yeah, yeah. But he he does raise a valid point there. Before we come on to sort of Matt's bit that I didn't mention, it is it is somewhat pedestrian. I don't mm. know. <gasps> I mean, I, I mean, in a really bad derogatory song. way, but it just sort of plods along. You know, I'm With not saying guitars. it's a bad song. It's Are not we a bad to song. The song here? Yeah, it's not a bad song, but it's not necessarily Lacuna Coil's most creative moment. It's a nice song. I, it's it's I an okay agree. song. It's I, a mid-range I song. I there's far better songs than there's there's worse songs. There are better songs. There are worse songs, but it doesn't make it a bad song. I. I disagree with you on this one. I think this is stronger than a nice song. And this is almost in the range of a great song. And I'll tell you why. So it it starts off with those open, as you said, the wailing vocals. So that's just, that seems very negative when it's said like that. But you're right, those vocals from Christina. And then you've got that, that, that great bit where the bass and the guitars kick in and really add some pace. It's the the lyrics in this are quite conflicting and quite contradictory actually, and um, there's actually quite a lot of depth in them, which um, isn't evident when you first explore them. So obviously Mike wouldn't know them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but when, when you look at them, I mean, I've, I read them quite a lot today, and and I'm I'm still can't decide whether or not you've got Andrea and Christina singing conflicting parts of of a situation. Or whether they are confl- it's a they're arguing against something else, whether they're arguing against each other or against something else, it's hard to tell. Um, but you've got parts which suggest that someone is supporting someone else, or maybe refusing to. It's a little unclear. Uh, for example, when it's just in the in the chorus, which I really like, by the way, and I cannot see how you can consider this pedestrian in any way, shape, or form. When Andrea sings, "I won't die." Or get on my knees, take a bow for you. I will walk alone. Now, sung or said like that, that suggests to me that this is really about someone that is breaking away from someone else or wishing they had. And I think that's kind of what the point is of the song. When you look at the beginning, where um, where it opens up with so many times, I wish I could have walked away, spread my wings into the sky, let myself go. And then opening this black heart to freedom once again. Then I heal the strife. I will start again from here. Opening this black heart to freedom once again. I, I really like that line. Look at the, the structure of the song. I think it's really, really good. You've got that great leading from Andrea, which is the fury breeze into the struggle, unrestrained and breaking out. And then boom, you get that really pacey chorus. Plodding, plodding. Where are you? What song are you listening to? And then you got that final bridge from Christina, which like like heavy shadows in the drama. None of them will move along. Fury breathes into the struggle. Unrestrained. I'm freaking out. I will walk alone. And then she um, supports Andrea through that sort of final chorus. 
And then the song kind of, which I really like, and you don't see this very often, it ends the same way it begins, with those Christina vocals as it fades out. I just think it's a bit different. I don't think I'd go so far to say it's weird. I love the flow. I think the pace works really well. Um, I think this is a little gem. I think like many of the special tracks that we've seen on albums in the past, this one deserves to be on the album. And I have to say, Russ, I like your idea. I think this would have been a, a great replacement for Fire. Okay, I totally agree that that would have worked really, really well on that part of the album. Got nothing mm. against Fire, but this is definitely the stronger of the two songs and deserves to replace it. Song. Yeah, deserves to replace it. So, uh, with that all is said then, what do we think about numbers-wise? Russ, what do you think of uh, numbers for Solid Mate? Mate, it's probably a, a 6.5 out of 10 for me. Okay, okay, so it's not bad, as you say, middle of the pack. Um, Mike, what about you? Um, 5.5, middle of the pack. Wow, gosh. Gosh, I think I'm going to be the odd one out here. I, I, I've already written my number down here, and I've given it an 8 out of 10. I think this is a real winner of a song. And I listen to this quite a lot, and I think it's a, a real gem. And uh, it's really unfortunate not so many people have had the opportunity to, to hear Solo, mate, because I think it's a real star of a song. So there we go, 6.5. Did you say 5.5? Yeah, 5? yeah. 6.5, 5.5, and a uh, 8 from me. So we have a difference of opinion, it would appear. But there we go. I guess that's kind of ties into the contradictory lyrics of Soul in Mate. Right, I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Borrow podcast. It's a bit, it's been a bit confrontational that this week, isn't it, guys? I think we all <laughs> need to, down. We all need to shake hands and and go out for eat a beer cake. And, and eat cake and have a curry and, and apologise <laughs> to each other for, for some of the aggressive, shouty nature of this week. All very, very confrontational. But as you can all understand, everybody, we uh, we only we're having a bit of sport, shall we say, on the podcast. We don't bit mean of banter. Anymore. Bit of banter bit of banter and it's always good to uh, argue our corner over our songs nice to see a bit of a difference of opinion here as well um and it doesn't need grounding i don't care what you say russ <laughs> <laughs> anyway so as i said that brings us to a close uh, next week we'll be giving a a fuller review of the dark adrenaline album as a whole uh, talking about the dark passengers dvd as well as discussing the videos that were released for the album. So that should be quite a lengthy discussion next week as we talk through um, what I think we'll find is a very, very strong numbers-wise um, classic album of Laguna Kill that I think we're going to be seeing around, and certainly the songs on it, seeing them around for a very long time to come. Um, until then, though, of course, as always, you can contact us through the Empty Spiral website as well as our various social media networks. We look forward to getting contact or should say being contacted by you. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review on the appropriate uh, network that you're listening to us on, whether that's um, via iTunes or Stitcher or even leaving a comment on the podcast page on what you like and don't like. It's worth noting that every podcast that I put online, we also have a subject a thread in the Empty Spiral forum. So if you only want to discuss any points raised or um, disagree with us or whatever, feel free to join the forums and join in the discussion. 
where we look forward to hearing from you. Anyway, I think that brings us to a close. So, guys, you got any final words you want to say before we dial off this week? Mike? Eat cake. Eat cake. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you, Russ? Stay away from Fifty Shades of Cake. You worry me, both of you. Anyway, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, listen to more Lacuna Call, everybody. Take care and bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.